0: Happy New Year, everyone. All right. Can you hear me okay? All right. Take your Bibles. Turn with me to 2 Kings 2, verses 9 and 10. And uh, today, I trust you got an outline. You'll get so much more uh, if you'll get one of the outlines when you come in. And uh, and, uh, today, we're going to be talking about the double portion. One of the scriptures that I love to talk about in the Bible, the double portion, God's Holy Spirit, We are a Pentecostal church, and you know, this is just kind of our identity. And um, I I want you to look at a scripture, and then we're gonna pray, and then I have something that I wanna, uh, my granddaughter, Kayla, will come just a minute and share with you, uh, of how that we had, some time back, we had several families that uh, got the left foot of fellowship out of their church, as a Nazarene church, to come to Open Bible Christian. And uh, they, they they experienced the outpouring of God's Spirit in their life, and their church didn't want them there anymore. But we openly uh, took them in here, and uh, you know, over the years we've had twenty four ministers that's come out of our church. I believe there's more yet to come. I believe there's more here, and we're going to be talking about that this morning. But look at the scripture, if you would, in Second Kings chapter two, verses nine and ten. And so it was that when they crossed over, that Elijah said to Elisha, "Ask." What may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, please give me a double portion of your spirit upon me. So he said, Elijah said, you have asked a hard thing, Elisha. You have asked a hard thing. And we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you this morning that uh, as we start this new year off, we're starting it off with you, your spirit your touch, your anointing. I pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us today. I believe, God, that you're going to speak to us, not only this day, but every service throughout 2015. But, God, you're going to speak to us about some great things that you're wanting to accomplish in and through our lives. Bless this day, we pray, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Kayla, I want you to come. I want you to read that, if you would. This is a comment that was given my wife on Facebook and... uh, Well, I'll just let you talk about it.
1: Uh, Just to give a background about the post, um, the post um, is from um, their church planters in Cincinnati, and it's just kind of in a snapshot everything that they had done in the year of 2014. So my grandma Angie had commented back, she just got tired reading all of it because it just seemed like so much with a laugh face emoji, I might add. And so um, she wrote back, Um, Angie Grimes, you you have had a huge part in my life. God knew just where to place me when I learned about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and got kindly asked to leave my Nazarene church from Vandalia all the way to Burkhart Avenue to begin to experience the presence of God in a way where it wasn't weird and I felt safe to explore spiritual matters. You and pastor taught me foundational and solid truth about the word and the things of the spirit. How to hear from God, how to follow my spirit how to flow in the gifts. Pastor even kept us on track when we found some weird books. The camps, the retreats, and local connections with other youth helped to shape me because you had a heart to expand our experiences. Because of Open Bible, I met and married this wild and passionate young man that has gone to nations and now is trying to make a difference in Southeast Ohio. You encouraged us to go to Rhema, a place that took me deeper still. We came home and you graciously let us start to apply some of what we had learned getting our feet wet in ministry. You let us come back and minister when we were traveling, doing a woman's meeting with Barb and also ministering in your church. I'm forever grateful for the large impact you have made in my life and the love I feel each time I see you or hear from you. You and Open Bible Christian Church will always be one of the places where I feel like I'm home. We love you.
0: that's church planters down in cincinnati jerry and melody stone if you didn't get that and we appreciated their lives and god used them here and uh, you know the significant thing and the reason i wanted that read i I, you know as my wife was sharing that with me and i don't i don't have a facebook but she does and she was sharing that with me i just really felt like that needed we just needed to say something about that and the fact that you know uh the lives that uh, people that are not here but yet they're out there in ministry we've had uh, two of our regional board members are, are come out of this church, one my son and one Brian Ellers. Many of you know him, 12 years worked as a, uh, by my side here and now in ministry. And you know what? Uh, I believe God uses us to touch the world. Somebody say amen. And it's by his spirit. Everybody say by his spirit. It's by his spirit. It, you know, it, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. So in your notes this morning, if you'll look, what does the double portion anointing look like? In verse 15 the chap, chapter, uh, verse fifteen, there in the chapter, it gives us a clue as to what it is mentioned. And I want you to see that. 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Now when the sons of the prophet who were from Jericho saw him, they said, Saul Elisha, they said, the spirit of Elijah rest upon Elisha. You see, in the Old Testament, the spirit of the Lord would come upon people. Okay, that's how it did. The spirit of the Lord would come upon someone, okay? And, and, and the prophet Samuel said to King Saul, the Spirit of God, and that's his first Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And Saul began to prophesy. Here was this person that was kind of hiding among the stuff and, and and very backward person, but he began to prophesy and just go forth with the things that, that God had said. Why? Because he was a changed man. Why? Because the Spirit of God was upon him. And we find that when Jesus, in... in uh, in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me. And let me just say this. Someone says, well, you know, Jesus could do anything that he wanted to Jesus never moved in the power of the son of God. He moved in the same power that's available to you and I today. If you believe that, say amen. amen. So it's that power, that anointing. That's why he said that spirit is upon me. And he, he operated in that. He could have called 10,000 angels to help him, but he didn't do that. He didn't operate in the Son of, uh, of Man or the Son of God, but the Son of Man with that same anointing that you had. Why? To preach the gospel to the poor, uh, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, etc. Jesus' power was not because he was the Son of God, but because he was the Son of Man. And the Spirit of God was upon him, that same Spirit that's available today. Also, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, The Bible says this, Paul said to the church. He said, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. The measure of Christ's gift. And also in verse 13 of chapter 4 of Ephesians, he said, till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the measure. Everybody say measure. There's that word again, measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So if we want to be everything that we want to be and we want to have that measure upon us, we can have that today. As a matter of fact, in chapter 2 of Acts, uh, in uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 8 and then chapter 2, we find the Holy Spirit begin to descend upon the church. The Bible says, And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. What was he talking about? That power, that double portion, that spirit would be upon you, that double portion that was mentioned there. And in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water, but there's one that's coming after me mightier than I, whose shoe latches I'm not worthy to unloose. He will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. Now, folks, I'm telling you that fire and the Holy Spirit was that spirit of God, that double portion that was in the Old Testament that was mentioned there. It's the same thing that's available to you and I today, that that fire that passion that steadfastness that com- uh, that that commitment you see Elijah knew that Elisha must have this if he was going to operate and do anything for God he needed the spirit of God upon him he said you know he said uh, and, and that's what he asked for number 2 write this down Why the double portion is a hard thing to seek after. Now, Elijah, the great prophet, was getting his house in order because God was getting ready to take him away. And Elisha was following him and wanted to see how he worked in ministry. Now, listen to this. And we find it in 2 Kings, uh, you know, uh, chapter 2, verses 8 and through 10. It says, now, Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up, and he struck the water, and it was divided this way and that way, so the two crossed over on dry land. In other words, a demonstration of the power of God when they come to the river and they couldn't cross over, He grabbed the mantle and began smote, smote the waters. The waters divided just like the Red Sea divide, begin to divide. They walked over on dry land. It was a miracle. Everybody say a miracle. There's miracles from Genesis to Revelation. And, and here's a miracle that Elijah, the great prophet, had demonstrated. And this his, uh, uh, you know, his follower, the one that was his successor, was following after him. And he was watching what he was doing. And he realized, I need that kind of power. If I want to be like Elijah, then I need that kind of power that Elijah has. This is what Elisha said. And verse 9, it says, And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah, Ask what you want. What do you want from me? He said, I want a double portion of the spirit that you have. Whatever you have, I want double that because I'm going to need that. You see, in 2015, I want to say this. The word that God has given me in 2015 is that we need to double down. We need to double down. We need a double dose of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. We need the Spirit of God to rise up with us. And let me let me just say this. I believe the Spirit of God is available to us. I believe the Spirit of God is willing to us today. It's up to you and I, come on somebody, to, to begin to get engaged and allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives and that power to be real in our lives. What was so hard about the question that Elijah asked? As Elijah began his journey toward the time that when God would take him away, his journey ahead was hard. And it was filled with a lot of pitfalls and a lot of heartaches and things like that. He knew that. And he knew if Elisha was going to succeed him, that he was going to need something powerful in his life. He was going to need that spirit. So the old prophet looked at the student Elisha, and he knew it would be hard. And in his heart, Elijah hoped that Elisha would be willing to follow him. But you know, that was his choice. That was his call. That was something that Elisha would have to do. And it's the same thing with us. You see, God has given us the spirit to as many as, as received him. To them gave he power. Come on, somebody. In other words, the power is to those that receive it you have to receive the power that God gives you I believe God wants to give you power in this coming year but folks you have to receive that power come on somebody you have to receive what God wants to lay upon you you have to receive the gifting that God has given to you now you say well if God wants to give it to me He probably will no he won't he won't if you will receive it he will he will give it to you. he's willing to do that he's already done his part we need to do ours come on somebody so as we look at this, 2 Kings two two, and Elijah said to Elisha, tarry here that I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said to him, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I'll not leave thee. Now there was three incidents that we find that there was a test for this this younger prophet coming up that Elijah the great prophet was testing him to see exactly if he was going to be following him and folks when we follow God there's going to be things along the way there will be a test come on somebody there will be a test there will be something that will come into your life that might be a, a you know something that will kind of stop you a, a hindrance to you or whatever it may be and you need to mark that down and write that down because it's going to happen He said, I will not leave thee. Elisha said, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to stick right with you. Wherever you're going, I'm going. He said, you know, I'm going to Bethel. Now, Bethel meant the house of God. And folks, in troublesome times, how many of you know we need to go to the house of God? We need to go to the place where we can get a message that would inspire us. You know, you don't need to go somewhere else. You need to go to the house of God and receive that. Elisha, uh, you you know, he wanted to seek the face of God. And and, and, and if he's going to do so, he's going to have to go to the house of God, just like Elijah. So he says, I'm going to follow after you. Are you willing to pay the price to be the true prophet, walk in God's perfect will? In other words, if you are, then you're going to have to go with me, because I go to the house of God for counsel. I go and I pray to God. I go and I seek the face of God I go and that's what we will have to do in this coming year if we believe that say amen. amen now the spirit-filled application today will you follow God close to God or will you choose the easy road there's a lot of easy roads that we can take in 2015 now sometimes the road that God puts us on and we are following after God might not be the easiest road but let me tell you something it's the best road it's the road that we need to be on come on somebody Hits the road that God has given to us. The spirit-filled life is one of uh, self-discipline, self-denial, complete obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's a life of dedication to a higher cause. We take the high road. We don't, we don't just bow down to everything that's coming our way. So we have to protect ourselves. Let me tell you something. There's some of you going to be tested and tried in this coming year. There's going to be, there's some of you going to be so tested and tried that you're ready to spit blood. Come on, somebody. And people are going to make you mad. They're going to push your buttons. Let me ask you the question this morning. What are you going to do? I want to follow Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to let anything keep me from following the Lord. Now, folks, I'll tell you, there will be a test. There'll be a test for me. There'll be a test for you. And, and if you're going to do something for God, there will always be a test. So, uh, as we look at this, will you take the easy road or you take, uh, you know, seek God's double portion? What was Elisha's attitude? He says, my God is alive. And what is more important than going to counsel with him and to learn from him? In other words, he wanted to learn from him. Elijah, wherever you're going, I'm going. You're going to the house of God. You're going to Bethel. I'm going to Bethel. Okay, look at Hebrews. I mean, I'm sorry. uh, 2 Kings chapter. uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Hebrews 10, 24. Let me give you that scripture. Now, the word Bethel means the house of God. And here's what in the New Testament. It says, let us consider one another to stir up love and good works Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Now, folks, let me just say this. When we come to the house of God, not only are you coming to receive something from you, but you may be there to give somebody something. Come on, somebody. You may be there to lend a, a hand. You may be there to pray for somebody else. You may be there that God has brought you there for such a time as this that you may be a helping hand to someone that needs a helping hand. And you may miss something in your life if, if you don't, you know, be in that attendance. And, and that's what we need to be seeking the house of God in 2015. Can you say amen? Now, the double portion anointing is a hard thing for those who are not com- committed and willing to pay the price. But if we're willing to pay the price, it's not a hard thing. All right, number three. Let me give you number three. And I'm moving right along. There's a lot I've got to say today. The double portion anointing or a spirit-filled life will be tested. It will be tested. I said that earlier, and I will to say it again. Look at 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 3. Now the sons of the prophet who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away the master from you today? And he said, Yes, I know it. Keep silent. I know all about that. Just as we see it often in our day, if a man or a woman makes a total commitment to God, there's always somebody that has something to say about what you're doing. In other words, why are you so joyful? Why are you following God? Why are you paying your tithes? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you so happy when everybody else is not happy? Come on, somebody. I mean, there's going to be always somebody challenging something that you're doing or putting a question mark on what you are doing. Folks, let me tell you something. We are following Jesus and let me Tell you something to do that, we have a, a higher level of commitment. They attempted to bring Elisha down to their level of commitment. That's what they were trying to do. Now these were these were prophets just like you know Elisha was. They was from the same school of the prophets that was over here. But Elisha came out of that school of the prophets, and now you know he was at that point where he says, you know what? I, you know, I, I've learned from the school of the prophets. I've learned from these prophets. And now I want to get the practical application in my life. I want to get a hands-on experience. I want to do Let me tell you this. You, you, can, you can learn the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But if you don't put it to practice in your life, it's to no avail. Somebody say amen. you got to put it to practice in your life. And this is where he was at. He was ready to put it to practice in his life. Questions this world has for one of who's a spirit filled. Sold out, radical. Why are you on fire? Why are you so excited? There's going to be all of those questions, but folks, you need to just keep trucking on. Come on, somebody. And just doing, they may question, why are you doing that? You don't have to do that. You don't have to be so excited. You don't have to. Folks, you need to do what God tells you to do. Somebody say amen. Here's another one, okay? Uh, let, let's look at 2 Kings chapter 2, and verses 4 and 5. Then Elisha said to Elisha, stay here. Please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord lives, in the soul, as my soul lives, I'm not going to leave you. I, I'm going where you're going today. You're going to Jericho? I'm going to Jericho. Look at that. Now, it, it, it Jericho was a place of fragrance. It was a fenced city. It was a, 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 a vast grove of palm trees, uh, you know, on the, the plain of Jordan. And Elijah's decision to follow Elisha was not uh, a one-time decision here. And as we think about this, after every part of the journey, Elisha was challenged by Elijah whether he would continue on. In other words, here is an area of a comfort zone area. And sometimes you and I in this coming year, we may feel like we're in our comfort zone and we might feel a nudge of the Holy Spirit to come out of that comfort zone to do something different. I think this 2015, there's going to be a challenge for a lot of us to come out of our comfort zone and do the things that God is causing us to do. Now they had come to Jericho, this is a city of safety. It was a city of pleasure you know, in other words, you could get real comfortable there at Jericho, it was a wall city, it was a protected city, it was a secure city, it was a safe city, it was a, you know, and they could be in their safety zone there, their comfort zone there, there was a lot of distractions in this place, and Elijah knew that, Elijah knew that, and if Elisha's going to go, you're going to understand, when you go over there, you're going to see some things over there that might keep you kind of over there instead of doing what God wants us to do out in the future, and that's exactly Exactly what the test was all about We can't afford to get complacent Come on somebody We can't afford to get comfortable We've got to do what God has called us to do in this new year You will never experience the power of the double portion If you never step out of your comfort zone And do what God says to you do Somebody say amen you might say, Pastor, you know what? And, and here, here, let me just kind of get, let me fast forward a little bit what some of the things that I believe God wants us to do in this coming year. You know what? I believe God wants you to at least two, double down. We're going to double down, double portion. You need to get two relationships in this church that you build in this coming year. Now you say, well, Pastor, that's not, that should be pretty easy to do. It is easy to do, but the challenge is before you. Will you do it? In other words, think about if everybody here got a couple relationships and they begin to know somebody, how many of you, let me ask this question. How many of you know every person that's sitting in this assembly today let me see your hands nobody there's somebody here that somebody there, there's at least one person here that that you don't know here how many of you know it'd be good to get to know him in 2015 how many of you know that god would bless and shine down upon you if you would extend out and and, and go out and introduce yourself to someone hello i'm pastor grimes and you are david brown david brown. David, god, glad to meet you Bless you, brother. How many of you know it's pretty easy? We need to just step out of our comfort zone. And we need to do it, Bob. Come on, somebody. We need to just step out and just go. You know, oh, they'll thank you or this and they'll thank you. No, 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 that's the devil. Come on, somebody. You just need that. they're gonna say, Hey, that's pretty neat. That church's pretty friendly over there. Hey, you know, they get to they get to know you, they care about you. Somebody say amen. Instead of sitting like a knot on a log somewhere. (laughs) I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I'm gonna see it right here in the service. For I shall not be moved. Get out and meet somebody. Get out of your comfort zone. Hold up two fingers. I'm only asking for two relationships in the coming year. Dennis, can you do it? Dennis, will you do it? (laughs) I only pick on my friends. Well, there will be a test because I'll be asking. I believe God wants us to do that. <clears throat> and not only that, oh, I'm gonna go a little bit further. Let me get you out of your comfort zone just a little bit more here. Oh, I'm gonna ask you to witness to two people that don't know Jesus in 2015. Can you imagine if everybody came to church next week bringing somebody? Oh, we'd have to roll out some chairs. Can, do you hear me? Do you feel me this morning? Is this a good thing? I believe God wants us to double down in 2015. Now, that would mean that we need to get engaged. That means that we need to get engaged. That means there's some things that we will need to do. The next test was the River Jordan. Jordan, it says, Elisha said to him, "Tarry here, that I, uh, the Lord has sent me over to Jordan. He said, I'm not going to do that. Wherever you're going, uh, Elijah, I'm going. That's what Elisha was saying. So he went with him to Jordan, okay? Jordan was the, the, the sender, the watering place. The last leg of the journey with Elijah is one that brings to mind the fact that many people give up. And that last, you know, you may be right at the point of contact of getting the blessing, getting the thing that God wants to drop into your life, and maybe you've come right to that place, and that's exactly where Elijah and Elijah was at this place of Jordan. Now, as we look at that, Elisha, had come so far, and it wasn't time to quit. But it was time to get reengaged. It was time to get engaged. Uh, he, he would not stay at Jericho, but he would travel until they reached the River Jordan. The implication here at uh, this part is obviously, uh, in, you know, in the Western culture especially, has been associated with death. When we come to the river of Jordan, it's a place of death. And, and, and as they seen that, it was a place that we have to die. I think there's some things that we have to die out to in this world, in this world's system, in this world's way. If we're going to pick up the things of God, we have to die out to some things in this world. If you, if you believe that, say amen. Elisha must die to the old desires, he must die to the old dreams. Some of you had some dreams in 2014 that didn't come to fruition. Now, 2015 is a new year. Die out to that. Believe God for the new thing that God wants to do in your life in this coming year. Somebody say amen. Amen. Mm, You must lay down the old life. You know, and the Lord would water him. That's what Jordan was. That water is symbolic of the spirit. And once you lay down that old life, you will get that new life that new life in the spirit. And that's what God wants you to have. God would raise up Elijah and give him that thing that he desired most uh, uh, and, and and that double portion, Elisha, he desired that in his life. And that's the thing that he wanted, and, and he, he was going to get it. We must refuse to stay in our comfort zone. We must move out of Jordan. We must move out of Bethel. We must move out of some areas. We must, you know, move to that place where God wants us to be if we're going to do what God wants us to, to, to be. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Now, there was 50 uh, men, sons of the prophet, they were called, in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 7. Look at it. 50 men, the sons of the prophet, and they went and they stood, and I like... What the, how the King James words this? They viewed afar off. You know, there's some people that they're going to look at things from afar off. And there's some people here sitting here today. You're going to just, you're going to hear this message, and you're going to take hold of it. And you're going to say, you know what? That's for me. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get in both feet. You're just going to jump in. How many of you know? It's, it's kind of like getting in the water. How many of you know? Some, some people that go swimming, some people go and stick their toe in first. Some weight into the ankles first. Come on, somebody. Now, some people like Hank, he just goes jumps in. That's what we need to do in this coming year. We just need to get engaged. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, my, get out of that comfort zone. Now, the key to having the double portion and doing the greater works, and this is what it says in John chapter 14, verse 12. I'm fast-forwarding now to the New Testament. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me and the works that I do, The works that I do, he shall do, help me out, greater works. Everybody say greater works. Can you imagine that? You say, Pastor, did that really happen? Yes, it did. It did. (laughs) You know, Simon Peter's first sermon, Jesus had never preached a sermon like that, that that many people come to the Lord. Greater works, the anointing of God, the the, the Spirit of God had ascended on the day of Pentecost. Uh, You know, the Bible says that, that they would begin to lay the sick people out in lines and hoping that just the shadow of Simon Peter walking by would touch them and people were healed There was all kinds of manifestations of the healing power of God And the prophecy that Jesus gave, the word that Jesus gave, you'll do greater works It was because of the Spirit of God, the manifestation of the Spirit of God And folks, I'm here to tell you, I have some good news today That Spirit is available right now, if you believe it, say amen Mmm, Hallelujah Verse 8, And Elijah took the mantle, and he wrapped it together, and he smoked the waters. And they divided hither and thither, so that they went over on dry land. And Elisha experienced walking across the Jordan with Elijah. Only Elisha was willing to go that way. And now Elisha would be granted his deepest desire. That's what he wanted. He was going to get that. Now, in closing this part of the message today, I I want to just give you a couple things. This was a wish that God would grant. Even the great prophet Elijah had no power to call Elisha to God's service. And he knew that. He knew that he couldn't do that. It would have to be Elisha accepting that. He put the challenge before him. He, he, he done the things that he needed to do, to put the barriers before him. And Elisha done everything. He pushed aside the barriers and kept going forward, proceeded forward. Look at chapter, uh, uh, verse 10, I should say, chapter 2, uh, verse 10. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when i have taken from thee, it shall be. But if not, you shall not. Folks, I'll tell you, I believe God wants to illuminate our vision of 2015 that we may see the things that God wants us to see here at OBC and the blessings that come. Now, the promise was this. Here's the promise. Here's the promise. Two scriptures I want to give to you. Number one, in the New Testament, fast forward. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing well, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. How many of you have ever asked God for something and seemingly you just didn't, it just didn't, it uh, didn't come to fruition as the time you thought anyway? And many times that happens. But, folks, if we don't lose heart, there's things for us there. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, the second one is 2 Kings 2 and verse 12. Elisha saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more. Here's the scene. Let me just kind of put it in my vernacular here. Here's the scene. Here's what happened. They're walking along, and all of a sudden, the holy chariots of fire begin to come down. And the great prophet Elijah was ascended into the heavens. And he's seen him going up. Elisha, you know, began to see it. Not everybody was seeing that. And let me tell you something, there will be some things that will happen in this coming year. And if you're on fire for God and you're seeking God, you're going to see some things that other people may not see. Come on, somebody. You're going to see in the spirit. God's going to show you things that maybe other people don't see. You can say, how many of you have ever gotten one of those things on, on, by email or a picture or whatever? And they say, you have to see a picture within a picture. In other words, it's like you looked at that and you say, oh, I can't see it. I, oh, oh, I see it. Yeah, there's, there's two. There's one standing behind the other one there. See, this is what's gonna happen, I believe, for those that will get a hold of what God wants to do in your life in 2015 in this church. I believe God's gonna do some miraculous things. And then the mantle will begin to fall down. And Elisha picked it up. Everybody say, he picked it up. And that's what you'll have to do too. He picked it up. The comforter. That's what the Holy Spirit's called in the New Testament, the comforter. He picked up the comforter. He picked up the mantle. He picked it up, and he left. And he watched Elijah go into the heavens, and he left. Let me tell you something. He's going back to the same place, and he goes back to the River Jordan. You know what he does? He does the same thing that the prophet Elijah done. He took the mantle, and he smote the waters. And let me tell you something. He crossed over on dry land. Now, Elijah was likened unto John the Baptist, one of the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. In the New Testament, Jesus said John the Baptist was the greatest. Well, he was likened unto John the Baptist. Elijah was. But let me tell you something. Elisha performed twice the miracles of Elijah. Everybody say twice. Say double. Say double down. Say double anointing. How many of you would like to get the double anointing in 2000? Oh, I want everything God has for me. Now, you can be like this. You can sit on the sidelines and you can watch it go by and you can watch everybody else have it or you can get in and you can have it in your life as well. The Spirit of God can move in your life as well. Now, as I look at this, at OBC, what does that mean for us? At OBC in 2015, our vision, and I want you to go to the To the next slide, if you would. Go to the next slide. You know, our slogan here is building relationships, help me out, that make a difference. Now, is that just something that we say? No. That's something that we believe. That's something that, you know, when we ask you to, you know, have a meet and greet, we do that purposely, that you may greet someone get to know someone, get to know our family and be one, that we may be one together. Building relationships. And that's what you do. You build them. You know, if you want a relationship with someone, you know, sometimes it starts with small talk, which leads to other things. And you can get just to how many of you ever ever heard of the, the term surface relationship? And that's what some people, it's just surface relationship. Folks, I don't want surface relationship. How many of you know a surface relationship would not work in a marriage? Somebody say man, Wouldn't work. Hey, man, old me, something, somebody. Let's go to the next one. Mission statement. Old Bible Christian is a family of spirit-filled believers committed to filling the Great Commission through prayer, worship, discipleship, an environment of love and acceptance. What does that mean? What does it look like? It means when someone comes in that door back there, they may have tattoos, and, and, and a man may have his hair dragging the ground. It's okay. Come on, somebody. We love and accept that person where they are. If a drug addict or a mafia walk, person walks in that door back there, folks, we should love them and accept them where they, what they are and let God do the changing. Amen. Amen. We don't judge. That's not our job to do that. And when we catch the fish, let me tell you something, the Holy Spirit cleans them. Come on, somebody. Let God do all of that. How many of you know God can do that? You think God can do that? God can do that. He did it to you, for you. Some of you need some cleaning up. Don't shout me down. I'm preaching good. Let's go to the next one. All right. Someone said, Pastor, what's your vision? If If you walk out the door, it's right on the wall back there. But, you know, we need to bring it up. And some kind of making it stick and making it where people understand it and, and grab a hold of it better and, and, and begin to walk in it. Uh, vision. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the vision that you've given me, and we don't want to be it. So the V, what does the V mean? Visitor assimilation. Now, this is an area where my wife, and we, when we did this, she said, you know what, I feel led and called to help in this area. So, uh, you know, I noticed uh, Debbie Carr. Where are you, Debbie? Well, I think she's counting the offering with Angie this morning. But she out in front welcoming people as they come in, you know, at greeters and things like that. And, and, and we have people that, you know, Jake and myself, sending letters out, sending emails out to people who come, letting them know we, you know. And we try to get the visitor, turn the visitor into a member, whether it's a voting member or just a member, okay, just a part of this church. How do we do that? Well, we've got Hank helps me here. And the 101, 201, 301, in other words, you, assimilating people into the body. You get the visitor to become a member. You get the visitor to become part of who we are here. In other words, we assimilate them in. So that's visitor assimilation. And, and you know, it's just like someone that would come in from a, the foreign country into the United States. Uh, they need to learn our language. Come on, somebody. They should anyway. Amen. Come on. They need to learn the language. They need to learn, you know, they need to be a part of us. We assimilate them in, and they become part of who we are. If you believe that, say amen. amen. And that's what it is. Okay. And the next one, <laughs> the I, invest in our youth. I, I thank God for Mike and Kayla Dickey. Could we just give them a hand this morning? Mike. And, and Greg and Tina Stapleton, who's helping them and having a... A, a youth thing on Saturday nights, and we've been branching out and doing some different things. And, folks, I, I, and let me just say something to you guys. I think 2015 is going to be some, some greater things. I think, I, I think you're going to begin to think you know, outside the box. I believe there's going to be some wonderful things happen. But, but, but they're doing a great job there, and I just want to affirm them. Let's go to S. I told you earlier, strong leadership development. We've had 24 ministers that come out of this church. When I tell people that, they say, so, "You're kidding me." I was talking to a pastor friend of mine uh, up in Pennsylvania. He has a mega church over a thousand people, and he said, "I don't think I have one person that we brought out." It just uh, it's, it's a different kind of mentality of of, of, of way that w- that you do ministry. I believe we need to raise them up. Come on, somebody right out of the local church, and, and, and that's my philosophy, and that's what we try to do. Let's go to I. Intercessor prayer, uh, intercession and prayer. Uh, Doris Schrader, would you just wave at me there? You know, if you, if you have prayer needs, uh, you can send them to Doris. If you, if you don't have her email address or phone number, she can give it to you. You can see her. One more time, wave at me there, Doris. And also, Martha Fecky, and we've had some, you know, times where we pray certain times of, uh, of intercessor prayer. We have some prayer. We, how many of you believe in prayer? Let me see your hands. You believe that? And I believe we need to double down in this coming year. Some more things that we need to do with all of these. Let's go to O, outreach. Oh, I like this. Now, I've asked Mike to come and share with me just for a moment uh, some things that I believe God wants to do in 2015. And, and folks, I'm, I'm meaning this all in my heart. We need to double down. We need to double our efforts. How many of you believe that... The end is close. We all believe that. If we really believe that, we need to be thinking about people that don't know Jesus and ways and means to get them in. Would you come, Mike, and I want you to just speak for a moment from your heart about outreach. Now, how many of you know that uh, Mike and Kayla They've been involved in the Summer Bash. That's one of the things that we did. There's other things that we do, okay? There's other things that we do. We do, you know, and we'll talk about some of them later, but there's a lot of other things we do, but you know, we wanna uh, branch out and do more things.
2: First off, how many of you are willing to uh, take this double down seriously? You're willing to build relationships in here and outside. Let me see some hands. We've got you all on camera. And we're going to watch this now. We're going to keep track of you. If your hand wasn't raised, you're getting judged. Just kidding. Um, but I do think we should take this serious. As we we're uh, worshiping the song, You Make Me Brave, I had to question myself, do we really mean what we sing sometimes? There's a line it says, you've called me out beyond the shore into the waves. It's one thing to sit On the shore, and it's another thing to get into the waves. It's one thing to sit back here and see people drowning. And it's another thing to actually step out in the waves and try to save them. And as I thought about that line, that that line in the song, in regards to outreach, it's one thing for us to sit as a body and realize that there's people on the outside drowning. It's another thing for us as a body to actually step out into the waves and try to rescue them. Um, We need to be a church... The desires to go out into the waves. Pastor was saying that the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter in the New Testament. As I was sitting there, I wrote down the only way that we need a Comforter is when we get uncomfortable. Um, I've been reading through the book of Acts, and I've noticed three primary things as I've been reading in the book of Acts. And number one is unity, it says they are in one accord. That needs to be us as a body. If we're building relationships to make a difference, then we need to be building a relationship with God first, building a relationship with each other second, and then building a relationship with the community third. There was unity. Before they went out and before they, the, the shadow of Peter was you know, casting out demons and healing people, before all that, they were in unity, praying in the spirit, and they were praying together, and they came together as a family, and then they went out. The second thing that I noticed is they were willing to give it all away. People were coming and they were selling everything they had. Now, I'm not telling you to go and do that. What I'm saying is, as far as outreach goes, that we need to be a body that's willing to give. That We're not holding on to anything that we realize that if we've already been blessed, when we give it away, we're going to be blessed again. And the third thing is, when you read the book of Acts, they were outreaching. That's what outreach is. We we go outside the walls and we are outreaching people. That needs to be us as a body. Um, Kayla and I, we are the outreach directors here, and you know we're not satisfied with everything that took place in 2014. We think that there needs to be more, a lot more. But it takes more than just me and Kayla. Cool. We had an outreach one week uh, where we went and raked leaves for people, love on people, try to share the gospel with people, and there was like four of us here. Yeah, oh, wow. We announced it. doubled down. Double down now, I'll be happy we see eight next time. I'll be honest with you. But it's going to take us as a body building relationships with God first, coming together, building relationships together, coming together in unity, and then going out beyond these walls and outside reaching people. So in 2015, Kayla and I have a heart to see a lot more outreach. Uh, we got the bash, which is one of our big things, but we're going to be doing a lot more things where we can build relationships with people outside and bring them in. Bring them to the body of Christ. Um, one of the things that was really laid on our hearts this year is um, to have an outreach team. Uh, anytime you have a team, you do things better. So we would like to put together an outreach team. So what I would like you guys to do as a body is to be praying about this. I want you to take um, the next couple of weeks or however long, and I want you to be praying if this is something that you want to be a part of. And if you want to be a part of it, and you know that God's tugging in your heart, and you're like, I want to be a part of the outreach team, I want you to get in contact with me and Kayla. Either come talk to us, email us, call us, do whatever you got to do. Tell pastor I can get in contact with you. But if you want to be a part of that team, in the month of February, we're going to have a meeting. In February, we're going to get together. We're going to have a meeting. We're going to start constructing some stuff, and we're going to start putting the game plan out, and we're going to start putting some things into place. We need to be a body That is not sitting inside the pews, but going outside these walls and reaching the community. We have a target area right out here full of people that don't even know who we are. It changes in 2015. It's a double down. We're doubling down. We're doing more than we did last year. We're getting outside of our comfort zones where the Holy Spirit's going to give us boldness to be witnesses for him like he did in the book of Acts. We're going to see healings. We're going to see people come to life because they were dead in their sins. They're going to come to life in Christ. And we're going to see these pews fill up. If you believe that can happen, and you believe that, and you want to be a part of that, then 2015 is going to be a good year for you.
0: You know, another way that we feel like we want to reach people, and and we started last year with this, and Jen Morris uh, came, and um, uh, Amanda was the uh, core leader before, and that's the that's the um, uh, 30-something uh, out of, out of uh, youth, 30-something age, or the single age, possibly single, but not necessarily. But anyway, in that, in that college age group there, Jim, would you just wave at me back there? She's our leader back. Let's give Jen a hand this morning. Bless you, Jen. And they meet on Tuesday nights at, at 7 o'clock. Jen, is that correct? 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights. And uh, we're going to be talking about ways and means that we can get, uh, you know, and help her in this coming year and see more things happen in that. And also, too, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, when we talk about small groups, and you'll be hearing some more about that in this coming year. But, you know, our Sunday school classes on Sunday mornings, that's a small group. In other words, that's a, a group where, you, you know, people get together and, and they can talk and, and, and minister and, and, and uh, you, you know, kind of pray for one another and, and get questions answered and stuff like that. We want to have small groups here, and we're also going to be thinking about taking some small groups outside the four walls and, and maybe some homes and things like that. But we want to meet needs. We want to double down. We want to see God do some things different in 2015. How many of you are ready for that? Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. And I, I don't want to, and, and on the, in the end there, if you'll, put, if you'll put that up there for us this morning, the end, uh, nurturing our children. And uh, we, we thank God for Angel Asher and, and what Angel is doing with our children, children's ministry. She's built a team, and, and uh, we're sending some exciting things, and there's outreach that comes with that. Everything that we're doing, that we, we do together, it, it's, it's building relationships with one another, and also building relationships outside these four walls. So that's their goal. That's what we are going to be doing. It's kind of a simple thing. It's a simple vision. But let me tell you something. It's complex if we could do it. How many of you know we've got to put legs to it? You can talk about it, and you talk about it, but you've got to make it stick. And you got a way to do that is when we get engaged, and we get engaged. So whatever that you're doing in 2014, let's think about doubling our efforts. Let's think about doubling that. Let's think about how we can reach more people for Jesus in 2015 than we ever did in 2014. Come on, somebody. I believe God would honor that. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. I believe God would honor that. I believe God would bless that. I, I, I believe that, that, that there's going to be some ministries that pop up, you know, ministries that pop up, things that were needs that we're not meeting that some of you are going to get a vision from God, and I want to be there to come alongside you and to help you to see that come to fruition and help you to see how that you could be used to meet the needs of people in and around you. Can you say amen? Did you get anything out of this today? Give the Lord one more hand clap. I, I want to pray for you because it all has to do with Asking God, and that's what Elisha had to do. He asked a hard thing, but he received that double portion. And if you're going to do more for God in 2015 than he did in 2014, you're going to need the Spirit of God upon your life in a greater measure to do that. If you believe that, say Amen. amen.